Welcome to Awards Radar, the podcast, a weekly discussion of the awards races, Hollywood news, and the films you should have on your radar. Here's your host, Joey Magidson. If it's Halloween, it must be Saw, but it's not Halloween. That's also Spiral. Whatever, guys, you get it. We're talking Spiral on the Awards Radar podcast. Um, yes, so we're talking Spiral, and of course that means Miles is back with me. Hello, I'd like to play a game. Can you fix the auto <laughs> on my voice? You know, you mock that, but it kind of works in the movie. No, it definitely doesn't. I will... I like a lot of the things no, about the movie, like the but that's the part. worst part yeah. of the whole movie. Yeah. We'll get into it. Um, and yes, we, uh, guys who remember our, uh, Saw retrospective that we did in not Halloween either, and for no discernible reason except we liked it, we had Kendall with us. Hey, guys. And Casey heard about it and demanded she be included, so I don't want to reach <laughs> her. Hi. Everyone's seen Spiral, um, in theaters and everything. Yeah, it was a wild experience to be back in the theater. I forgot how big the screen is and how loud the audio is. Yeah, Kendall mm. leaned over to me during the trailers, or like before the trailers even started. It's like the pre-trailers with Maria Menounos, and she was like, have movies always been this loud? Is it supposed to be this it's loud? so loud, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, just you guys wait, because I'm we're recording this on a Monday right after I came back from seeing A Quiet Place 2, which uh, Paramount sprung to uh, show it to us in the Dolby Theater. So Dolby Atmos, like hardcore sound. And that was, uh, that was more movie than I remember. So let me tell you, I'm used yeah. to not having things loud. <laughs> I so know, and this, it was we, so big, I felt like I was in the movie, and this movie was scary, mm-hmm. so I was like, trying to hide. I thought I was in the movie, and there <laughs> were traps on me. me and I, <laughs> yeah. So, let's, uh, let's, let's slowly get into it, and I'm gonna have a custom Filmaholic face-off for us. Um, and what I'm gonna do is, I'm gonna go with directors of saw movies and i'm going to do three of the directors because no offense to kevin gruter and kind of offense to david hackle uh we've really only seen their saw movies so uh james wan darren lynn bowsman and the uh, spirit brothers so we're gonna do a couple of like combo jobs so here james wan saw or the conjuring conjuring I Miles? love those movies. I love Saw too, but Saw is more of like a guilty pleasure for me, whereas The Conjuring is like, I really, truly love those movies. Okay. Miles? Um, I might actually be on the same train. As much as I love the original Saw, I think The Conjuring just stands up as a better horror movie. Casey, and don't pay any attention to the fact that we're recording a Saw podcast right now. <laughs> I don't know. That's hard for me. I really love Saw. I think because... Kendall and I recently rewatched all of them when she was doing that retrospective and I didn't remember like how story driven they really are. And I just love like the storyline and the reveal in the first Saw movie. But all I've right. only seen The Conjuring once. So I don't know. That was a good movie too. Fair. On the all right. Well, it's, it's Saw for me. Uh, here. Dead Silence or Death Sentence? Dead Silence, like the one with the puppets? Yep. And Death Sentence is his uh, Death Wish ripoff. I only saw Dead Silence, and it was pretty fucked up, so I'm going to have to go with that one. Miles? 
I haven't seen either of them because I heard they were both bad. Um, I guess Dead Silence <laughs> because the imagery of it has at least somewhat pervaded through pop culture, whereas I don't think anyone talks about Death Sentence anymore, if they even yeah. did at the time. You're not super wrong, Casey. You know what? Yeah, that's a good point because I did not see Dead Silence because I can't do shit with puppets. I'm like, like miss me with Adam right out. Um, and it was just such a disgusting idea to me. So I guess, I mean, that one has definitely like stuck around in people's memory, I think. But Fair I've never enough. seen either of them um, either. They're both wildly mediocre. I'll say Death Sentence just to mix things up. Uh, one more have for- you seen, Have you seen both though, Joey? Yeah, yeah. They're both wildly oh. mediocre. Okay. Dead Silence was all right, but it- I th- I, It could have been really good, but it was kind of just like one of those cheesy horror movies. I think the trailer was better than the movie. Yeah. Also, um, totally a Saw movie produced by Hoffman, Kools, and Berg. Juan directed it. Lee Wano wrote it. Um, and Charlie Clauser, who did the music for everything, is the uh, the score there. So, whoops, whoops. Um, one more from James Wan. Uh, Insidious or Aquaman? <laughs> Aquaman. I hate Insidious. I'm like one of the only horror fans I know who just does not like those movies. I've tried to watch them time and time again, and they just do not... I don't know what it is. It's Aquaman also it. has Nicole Kidman, so it really wasn't a fair question to ask you. Yeah, no. <laughs> Miles? Um, I like the original Insidious. All the sequels can miss me, but um, Aquaman <laughs> is such a guilty pleasure for me. I just, I, I had a big stupid grin on my face that entire movie, so I think I actually have to go with Aquaman. Miles's kink is the uh, is uh, octopuses that play guitar, uh, musical instruments. You have no idea how correct you are. <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds that's in your wedding vows? I mean, it wasn't before, but now that you've reminded me. Woo! Oh yeah! Congrats, Credit. Miles. Oh, thank you. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna send a message recorded as Tobin Bell when Love the time it. comes. Yeah, Casey, which pick? So I want to ask a clarifying question, but it's so dumb. I always mix up Sinister and Insidious, so I'm not entirely sure what Insidious is. Insidious, Insidious is the one with... Yeah. Ke- Ke- Kendall, you can do it. Go ahead. Insidious is the one with um Pat- Patrick Wilson? Is that yep. Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. And it's the one with like the red face monster mm-hmm. and like he goes into the void. And right, blah, the blah, void. Blah. That's... Yeah, yeah, okay. So I do. I mean, that movie's all right. I or like Patrick Wilson a lot. Um, but Aquaman was so much fun. I really enjoyed Aquaman like a lot more than I thought I would. So I'm going to go with that one. Cool. Um, I'll go Insidious. It actually scared me, and that's that's kind of rare. And you know what? While we're here, three-way finisher of James Wan, his sequels, Insidious Chapter 2, Furious 7, and The Conjuring 2. <laughs> Conjuring 2 for me. Conjuring 2 for me as well. Uh, I like Conjuring 2, I hate Insidious 2, but it's got to be Furious <laughs> 7 for me. I'm, I'm a diehard Fast and Furious fan, and that's one of the best ones. Fair. Casey? Um, I'll say Conjuring 2. All right. Let's move on to... Let's actually, let's go to the, the Spirit Brothers for a minute. Um, maybe not everyone's favorite because of Jigsaw, but... Boo. Jigsaw or Daybreakers. <laughs> I never saw Daybreakers, so do I have to pick Jigsaw? I hated that movie. You may have to. (laughs) This is, like, so unfair. Do you like the idea of Daybreakers more than the whole film of Jigsaw that you've actually seen? 
It's like vampires, or am I vampires wrong? It's, yeah. it's future uh, vampires. I like that much future better. Vampires. Yes. That sounds way better. Fair enough. Miles? <laughs> uh, I'll go with Daybreakers. I think it's a, a great idea that doesn't get fully fleshed out, but I'll still take it over Jigsaw, which was just such a wet fart. <laughs> I yeah i'll say daybreakers future vampires who cares that could be cool but like why'd they do us like that with jigsaw honestly um the correct answer is predestination but i didn't include it because i figured you guys hadn't seen it um that's their good movie but you know what i'm gonna say jigsaw i don't i i kind of I, I watched some of it yesterday just because i was curious about the final like two scenes like the scene with the shotgun and the scene with the laser thing and I, it, it was better than I remember, because I actually really? hadn't really remembered that like the the main game in Jigsaw is the very first game in the Saw chronology, which you know, stupid, but also like a little different. I don't know. I I didn't dislike it. I did appreciate um, for those of you who have listened to my interview with uh, Darren Limbausman that one of his complaints about Jigsaw was that it looked too like clean, like yeah. it looked like mm-hmm. watching the CW. And I did notice yeah. that it was, it was, you know, they spent, they didn't really spend any more money on Jigsaw, but whatever they allocated seemed to go a lot more towards like the visual palette as opposed to, you know, a, uh, a trap situation or anything like that. So let's talk about Darren since that, he's, all right. go ahead, go ahead, no, get it up, go. No, I was going to say the thing that really drove me crazy about Jigsaw was, and I'm not going to waste more time talking about this movie, but I'm just going to say one thing. Um... Was there like, oh, John Kramer, John Kramer, John Kramer. Oh, his body is missing. He's not in his grave. What's going on? And then they just like drop that. And we never get any answers to that. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, no, his body is His somewhere. body's just in the void somewhere with Patrick Wilson. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It leaves um, open the possibility that Saw X could see like a cybernetically reanimated version of John Kramer a la Jason X. I'm into it. Ugh. All right, let's talk about Darren. Um, Saw... Three or Repo the Genetic Opera. What's the second option? I've never heard of what you, you just you've said. never you've never heard. okay <laughs> no. Oh, right. so it sounds anyway. like you just made it. It You're... sounds like you just put words together. Would you like to? Okay, we're gonna blow your mind for a second because this was his right, passion project. Um, Darren directed a horror rock opera <gasps> that uh, that features Paris Hilton. What? It's about uh, organ repossession. Wow, when I think of Paris Hilton and horror, I think of House of Wax. Yes, I was just thinking yeah. about that. I will never not think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so I guess you're going, uh, so, uh, what did I say, three? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Miles, you've seen both. I have seen both. Darren, if you're listening, I love that you came back and did such a great job with Spiral, and I'll always love the work you did on the Saw films that you have done. I fucking hate Repo the Genetic Opera <laughs> so goddamn much. It's one of the worst things. It's so painful to sit through. Sorry, not sorry. I'm going Saw 3, which I also just really like out of the Saw films. Casey? Me too. I have to say Saw 3. I can't even think about watching Repo after that review. I mean, I think I think there's a future... I think there's a Sisters React coming for Repo the Genetic Opera. Ooh, yeah, yes. sure. Um... <laughs> saw two or saw four i'm gonna say saw two. three by the way um yeah saw two also i think yeah, we're all in agreement on two right it's mm-hmm. got to be two four, four was is my one, least favorite one yeah. four i think is one of the worst ones if not the worst mm-hmm. yeah i i was gonna ha- save it and include uh spiral but we'll talk about spiral and then we'll 
we'll do our rankings at the end. So one question down. So we have a whole bunch of questions. So I'm going to give you guys one of the questions now. And then we'll talk more about the film. So here is from our own Robert Hamer. For many younger viewers, as in the 16 to 21 year old age range, so younger than you guys somehow, um, they have no memory of a pop culture landscape without the Saw franchise and did not experience the cultural mood of the early aughts that was conducive to it being a phenomenon. How do you feel Spiral will land with them? So essentially, you know, we all remember when the first one came out and it was a new thing, right? So if you're younger than that, and there's always been Saw. Do you think Spiral means anything? And that's how we'll start to talk about Spiral. Kendall, you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I think Spiral's is kind of its own thing as well, like how Saw was its own thing for us. Um, I mean, it also opens the door for people on the age range to look back and rewatch all the old Saw movies, which could kind of be fun, especially because I'm sure, like, the older ones look so crazy to people nowadays. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's like kind of its own thing, but also it'll, you know, let people reflect and enjoy the ones that we loved in the past. For sure. So. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk more about it in a minute, but I think part of the the charm here is that you you probably don't have to have seen any of them to. I don't yeah. think I don't think you lose anything. You certainly gain by having seen more. Um. But, you get more Easter eggs, yeah. but besides that, there's nothing really... Yeah, know. I think there was something from most of the movies that kind of stuck in there, especially the first couple. Mm -hmm. But I really think, and maybe I'm wrong, you guys saw it you know, more recently than I have, but I don't think there's anything in the movie that you would not get, or even not realize, beyond the first three. Like, once John's dead, I don't really think any of the plot from 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8 are there in, in Spiral at all. Yeah, I mean, the whole rationale behind creating games like that and, you know, the reason to trap people and kill them that way instead of just murdering people, I think is lost a little if you didn't see the John Kramer Saw movies. Just because, and I said this to Kendall when we saw it, it really bothers me how, and with Hoffman's traps, it was the same. There really is no way to get out. Like, he wasn't trying to teach people a lesson. He wasn't trying to redeem anybody. Like, he, that's why he's a copycat, I guess. But, like, it seemed as though... It's not something where it's like dying is a foregone conclusion at that point. There's no way to get out, really. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you either get waterboarded with wax or you cut your spinal cord. Like, uh, I mean, to seem, <laughs> I mean, to, uh, to the, the crappier Saw sequels is credit. There is a scene of, of John, like, not being thrilled with Hoffman for like not making winnable games and not really oh, understanding yeah, right. the point of it. So they, they at least paid lip service to like, Oh, he's a crueler, like not quite as uh you know, the metaphor is lost on, on Hoffman. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and all I'm saying is I think if you're in that group where you've only seen spiral and you haven't seen the original Saw franchise, I think you lose a lot of that background and a lot of that understanding yeah. of like, it's not really. Though, Though I will say, and we'll, we'll talk more about this in a minute, and we'll get into some spoilers, I think, towards the end. Um, there's more of a reason to be this way in, in, in Spiral. Like, the, the, the price being very high. Like, hypothetically, in the first Saw, some of those traps you, you don't necessarily have to have suffered at all. Some of them you, you, you clearly are going to die. Some of them you have to damage yourself severely, but, like... The guy who like got burnt, his act was burning people, and he had to find the the, the you know the thing on the wall. 
Like we talked about it, it's kind of impossible mm-hmm. he was going to die. But hypothetically, he didn't have to get hurt at all if he had found it, right? Long shot. Well, he has to walk around on broken glass, and he's got like yeah, the biggest yeah. I mean, candle you've ever seen. I mean, yeah, and hypothetically, wasn't he covered in like flammable. Yeah, yeah like there's definitely holding a candle. Like, but he, that was yeah. that was sort of an all or nothing scenario. You either were going to survive or die, as opposed to a lot of the ones that require some sort of sacrifice and and spirals ones are very extreme in that but also like i said we'll talk about a little bit later the the reason these people are being targeted is for a much darker reason i think than some of the you know some of the saw sequels became like you drank and didn't tip your waiter you know so (laughs) you, you must die you know there was definitely a lot of those or just a lot of like especially in jigsaw you seem like a good person you're also the worst one of them all like with the with the girl oh the one you who know. smothered her baby yeah yeah like i remember watching wait i was like what i completely forgot about that you definitely deserve to die sorry about that um but yeah does anyone else have any thoughts on like the cultural significance for like a younger viewer because that's really who sees horror movies you know yep. the that group i think about it and i don't know like if you're going in and seeing spiral as your first experience with it and you're also like in that 16 to 21 year old age range age range i don't know that the original saw movies will like hit right and resonate with that mm-hmm. crowd because they are so much gorier i guess to me okay i don't know Fair. i just i feel like jig like not jigsaw spiral didn't have as much of that like and i mean it's still a saw movie but it didn't feel as bloody to me as some of the other yeah. ones well it's it's more narrative driven which we'll, yeah. we'll talk about more in a little bit yeah um, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I think it's, it's less intense. So in, in a lot of ways, it's the most accessible Saw movie. Like I would say even more so than the first one, mm-hmm. um, p- precisely because even though there are the gnarly traps, it's very contained violence. It's not like blood splattering all over the walls and insanity. Like it's, it's very, there is intense stuff, but it's much more, you know, like someone's finger or tongue getting pulled off. Like it's very contained stuff. It's not like, oh, they're going to saw your arms and legs off and, you know, your head's going to go flying or you're going to explode or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in that regard, it's very accessible. I think also the marketing for the film has been very, like they pay lip service to the fact that saw movies exist and they like, play that up for this fan base but if you're just somebody who likes chris rock movies you're just like horror like it looks like enough of its own thing that i think and you know obviously the film itself i don't think you need to see have seen a single saw film you just need to be aware of the concept of the films and that's enough to enjoy this one so i don't think that's gonna hurt it at all um and also um joey i was talking to you off air i think word of mouth is gonna go a long way with this one because the people who enjoy it have really enjoyed it and so i think Mm -hmm. regardless of your previous association with the series uh that if you just hear hey there's a good new horror movie out also you can go to the theaters and see a horror movie now finally i think that'll be enough to uh to get at the audience it needs for sure um you know what while we're while we're talking about the the traps matthew anderson asks in all nine saw films which one is your favorite trap and your least favorite trap so i'm gonna i'm going to tie that into a second question so everyone can say their their favorite and if there's a least favorite and then i also want to do a mount trap more (laughs) so that's was that five is that four or five four four okay so we'll, we'll we'll put the four i feel like there's a very obvious three um yeah there's like three obvious ones but here kendall go first what's your favorite trap 
My favorite. Um, Everyone go around and say their favorite, and then we'll do least ooh. favorite. Uh, well, I'm between two, and they're, or no, they're not in the same movie, but they're both kind of interesting. I like the, um, what are those called? Like the little merry-go-round where it would shoot people. and The shotgun choose. ones? <laughs> yeah, that one was fun because the acting was wild. That guy who was like, look at me when you kill me. Look at me. And also, <laughs> yeah, just the whole uh, What they call it? The pretty, shotgun carousel. Yeah, yeah the whole sex. idea was like really, really creative. Um, All right, I appreciate. But I, I also pre- my oh. the other one in between is the pig blunder. Like that one is pretty gnarly, Ugh. but like the pig, the pig vet. All right, well, you have two. There you go. Yeah, yeah. All right, Miles. Um, so I was thinking about the shotgun carousel as well. Um, one that kind of always stuck with me, even though it's in one of my least favorite films is the one from the beginning of four where it's uh there's the two guys and one of them has their eyes sewn shut and the other has the mouth sewn shut and they have to find oh, a way and, to communicate in the mausoleum very, yeah there's something very situationally gnarly about that one where like and it leans into sort of what becomes the whole premise is that these traps become increasingly unwinnable although to that earlier point they pay lip service to it, but if you really look at most of John Kramer's traps, they're not really that winnable either. I think the distinction between what's winnable and what isn't is pretty loosey-goosey. Uh, yeah. But, you know, putting that aside, um, if I had to pick um, a favorite sequence, it's not quite a trap, but the one that, you know, sticks with me the most is the brain surgery scene from 3. Mm. Fair. Um, All right. Just- from a gore standpoint, that one is just so gnarly. It's wild. Mm-hmm. Interesting. All right, Casey. So far, so far, the ones I mine are all still on the board. If this was a draft, I feel very good about my position. <laughs> so I'll tell you the two moment. There's one moment in Saw Two that always just like my body feels ill when I think about it, and it's when Amanda gets pushed into the pit of needles. Yeah. The needle pit. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is just so. Oh, like I feel like. I get a visceral reaction to that scene. By the and way, then, that's variety. That's variety's number one trap in the franchise. Oof. The needle pit. So, okay. So, oh, I was going to say another one. And then I, you, I think the other one. You're, you're upset that you, you're upset that you had a basic pick. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, I think that a lot of people probably felt that way, that it was a horrifying oh, yeah. image and it just makes my body, sure. makes my spine want to crawl out of my body thinking about it. Um, but the other one that sticks out to me because it always really bothered me and Kendall, I had to leave the room when it came on the, the guy that the reason he was there was he killed someone in a DUI and he's in the twisting oh, uh, thing. The rack. The, yeah, the, the rack. The twisting it, limbs. Yeah. That's another yeah, one where it makes me feel rough. so sick. That one is so rough. Oof. Yeah. The rack. Um, all right. So I like that you guys all went with the, unusual ones this is why we're this is why we're good for this we actually know the franchise because i'm gonna i'm gonna cite the two obvious ones so like as we build our mount trap more i think we all can agree the needle one's gonna go on right mm-hmm. for sure all right i'm gonna i'm gonna pick two that i think are, are obviously going on that would be the reverse bear trap for, mm-hmm. for the elusive reverse bear yeah well i mean listen <laughs> which i love i if you guys remember the end of jigsaw when he's like uh, telling, was it Logan? Like we have, we can't be, we can't be mean about this. We have to do it through love, essentially, which is a wild fucking, um, you know. I'm paraphrasing, but that's what they're building is the reverse bear trap. Um, and then obviously the bathroom. Those that has to be in there. Oh, from the um, original, yeah, yeah. I guess I mean, it's iconic. 
it's iconic, but like more as a setting than as a trap. Like as yeah. a trap. Yeah. Well, it's it's more of an es- it's more of an escape room. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, let's. But it's we'll so put it convoluted in. in a way that like it works for the structure of the movie, but as a trap on its own, it does not hold water with most of the other ones. Like it's weird that no, he yeah. went all the way out with this one, and then like everyone else is just like, here's a thirty second situation. Yeah. Well, here, so so we've got those three. We've got the needles, the bathroom. And the bear trap. So that for that fourth one, um, I will say that I like some of the traps in the new movie. The the finger one did like gross me out properly. I appreciated that. Um, you know what? I I might include the um, some of them are terrible. As I'm looking at like some of the other things, but you know what I would say is uh, is a really you know what I can the fourth one be the shotgun carousel. I, that's where my vote would yeah. go. I think that's I think that should be our mount our mount trap more should be those four. Um and I will say I I also like the razor wire trap quite a bit. Oof. From the first one. Cuz it has that and the death mask from from two the like Venus flytrap looking thing. That's pretty good. Still... I think the rack is definitely worthy of like honorable mention at oh, least. Oh yeah. The the simplicity of like cuz those are the ones mm-hmm. that still feel like, you know, one dude made them. You know, as opposed to, like, if we talk about the worst ones, the laser collar that, like, you have to be Elon Musk to make. Oh, it's so <laughs> fucking stupid. So dumb. <laughs> so if we're thinking about the worst ones, I think that's got to be on there, right? I also didn't like, I think it was in um, 7, the one where the girls, like, hang from the ceiling and the guys are on either side with the blades. And oh, like, yeah. She cheated on you. No, she cheated. Yeah. It's so mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah, that is stupid. <laughs> Well, the that other... was one that there, like somebody was going to die in that situation, no yeah. matter what. So, yeah. And then the uh, the one in the car from Saw 3D. I didn't really care oh, for that. Oh, with See, Chester, I like that Chester Bennington, yeah. Yeah, I think that it's one's so cool. convoluted. Oh, yeah, but one. like the visual payoff to it is pretty awesome. The visual is excellent. As a trap, though, it kind of sucks. Same with the. Uh, you know what? I also don't like the scalping seat from Four, where, like just like pulling her hair until she dies. Mm. Oh, yeah. What? What even was that one? I think it was in Jigsaw, the one that it was like the big twisty thing. Oh, the and like the girl the, like the, had like the a... demo of it. What was that? I, that yeah, might I be still the worst don't really one, understand. I still that don't one. understand. That what one it doesn't make any sense. Well, it's it was like, just, like a human it's like connected to a motorcycle or something. Yes. it was completely designed for the payoff of spitting out the guy's guts at the end. That's the worst trap. I'm calling yeah. it now. Although the one Fair. in like the right. grain silo where it's just dumping like saw blades on top of you and is pretty throwing dumb. That, <laughs> I mean, that made, for, at you. that made for a fun trailer moment where like it's just like, oh shit, what's going on here? But other than that, no. Um, there are a lot of say, those. That's like a common motif in the movies. It's like the death by a thousand cuts kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that just All was right. done so many times. I think, for- I think the worst one, honestly, just because it, it barely feels like a saw trap is the one from Seven where it's, like, the guy is, like, blindfolded and he has to, like, guide him and, like, hop over some banisters or something. Or... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, like, you know what? The, that's well, not anything. Then he hangs himself, right? The worst, he one, the worst one, the worst one is so bad it's not even real. It's when the thing just, like, kills Jill and then she wakes up. It was such a bad trap. Even oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. on the train tracks or something. That was just yeah. for the 3D. Yeah. That's just Well, I'm usually not here for yeah, a dream a sequence. So that's stupid. Yeah, Saw does not need a dream sequence. Um... Leading us into talking more about the movie, Kayfley208, quite the Twitter name, says, since it's titled Spiral from the Book of Saw, are they going to continue the franchise with Chris Rock and Max Mingeller, or do more one-off type stories centered around the idea of Saw? Um, well, 
the answer is either either or. Um, again, in my conversation with Darren, he, he even brought up that you could do a, a Saw 9, you know, or a Saw 10, and the next movie be about what's up with uh, with Hoffman, what's going on with Logan, you know, is, is Dr. Gordon still around? Like, all these things are potential strands. You could also do Spiral 2, specifically. Or you could do something completely else within the Book of Saw. You know, as as we talk about the movie, there's there's a specific reason why the killer in this movie, and we can talk about who the killer is later, is doing what they're doing. They're not strictly inspired by John Kramer, but they're using the work of John Kramer as a means to an end for what they want to accomplish. So someone else could easily go, I'm mad about, you know fucking trump people so i'm gonna put them in traps actually you know what Mm -hmm. nobody nobody you know what nobody steal this idea because i think i found spiral too (laughs) well um but you know what i mean they set it up that way in spiral a little bit i'm thinking because they did acknowledge in the police station in that one scene like oh it's another copycat like it's been an issue in the saw universe you know yeah i mean saw four through now has been copycats because we they by the end of Saw 4, they found John Kramer's body. Yeah. But I did like so that they're line where they're acknowledging there. that, like, this is a bigger issue on a bigger scale, like, within that universe. And I feel like there there could be more done with that. For sure. Um, but I feel like besides, um, go ahead. like, the, the older Saw movies was more of, like, an apprenticeship than a copycat. Yeah. 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 Well, because he was trying to put the lesson mm-hmm. to it. And, like, Amanda was really the the idea of, like, you know, you could you could do this if you can, you know, follow my my manifesto, and she really couldn't. Hoffman, I think, he I, I, it was weird. Like they never they never really did a great job with why Hoffman was like into it. He was kind of blackmailed and just kept up with it and got a taste for murder, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think it was like a power thing too, but especially towards the end, I feel like John Kramer just needed some muscle. Like he needed a guy to go get these people. You know. Well, yeah. By the by, which is funny because by the time, and so at any given point, he has Amanda, he has Hoffman, he has Logan. Like, there's there's a solid crew he's got going on, and, Dr. and he's got Gordon and Lawrence. Yeah. I mean, he's not really much of a muscle. He's you know one legged and then hobbling around. Well, yeah, I gotta know what he's been up to though. A few traps. So if they never well, yeah, go back true. to him, I'm gonna be upset because no, I want to know what he's been up to. Insane. I mean, what has he been up to? He's I guess he's in charge sort of now. Well, I feel like he's like a vigilante now, like in what was it seven at the end? Like he locked Hoffman up. Yeah, well, he's with a, few, with a few other survivors. Like, I feel like they're just like a vigilante crew now. Like maybe he's taking out other copycats. Well, I don't know. I feel like I, I mean, who, who's to say seven's not very well written. But, you know, it, there's definitely the group of survivors, the one that like Bobby's pretending to be. But like, I don't get the sense that everyone there is in the cult. Sure. I think Gordon just happens to be in both worlds because he is a survivor. And he's also, you know, having worked with uh, John, you know, that's just sort of, he has that thing from from Jill that's if anything happens to me, you know, fuck up Hoffman. Actually, you know what? The worst trap is that just that random time where Hoffman shoots a bunch of cops. Because it's just a stupid scene. <laughs> wow, that's barely even a trap. Oh, no, you know what? Even worse than that is the one in Saw 2 that's just a gun taped to a door. Actually, you know what? Yeah. That one's not as bad. The worst thing is, um, what's her face from Seventh Heaven just dying of poison? 
Oh yeah, she didn't even get to do a trap. She was just wandering in around. In two, right? Yeah, yeah Beverly, Beverly. Well, that's Mitchell. why two suffers because there's so many characters and like two of them are interesting. It is interesting that they were like, we just need to do something with her. Can she just can can the poison work a little faster on her? <laughs> why? But in that way, she's the only one who I think does die just from the poison. Yeah, everyone else is like, I. I don't. Some I'm people gonna, are coughing. Some I'm people don't even shove have my anything. Hand yeah. into this razor blade box without reading the instructions. Ooh, oh god, yep. I forgot about that one. I hate that one. Yeah, a, a lot of people <laughs> don't read the instructions. And remember the guy in the um, incinerator too. Yeah. yeah. Was that was it Obi Obi uh, or whatever? Obi, yeah. Yeah. That um, twist though, and saw too. Mm-hmm. Your son is safe. Yeah. I yeah. Said, he always I said tells you. Safe. You just gotta <laughs> listen. Yeah. Yeah. No one ever listens. And no one reads the rules. No. Nope. <laughs> That is true, um, which is not really a thing this time. There's only like one really moment that has that wordplay involved, but yeah. for the most part, it's a little more straightforward this time. Yeah. Uh, to, to go back to the original question, I think one thing that would be very interesting if you want to cross the streams a bit is do like almost like a Saw versus Saw where you get like maybe Dr. Gordon and like the two side guys that helped him out uh, taking out Hoffman. Maybe they track down the killer from spiral or maybe they have beef with logan or something like that like have like because you've got multiple apprentices slash copycats slash vigilantes running around it'd be interesting to see them all come together maybe saul can get its fast five moment where suddenly i kind of pays off yeah i actually think i wonder if they i so my my imagined like ideal universe is kind of almost a uh, star warsy in which you have the star wars stories kind of thing so like sure i would like to see you know, just I want to get the Saw X just because I like the sound of it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want like Saw. So so technically, the next Saw movie would be how? What would they even title it if it was going to be a Saw sequel? Well, that number that's would you the call thing it? Is whether you call it Saw X or Saw Ten, or if you go with Spiral Two? Well, here's the thing. So here's what I think. I want Spiral Two separate from it in the same way this is separate. So if you're making the the John Kramer type story, does Jigsaw count as Saw 8? Or is Jigsaw kind of a prequel? Because it is sort of a prequel. And well, they're all the sort next... of prequels to each other. Are so in that sense, pre- like, so in that sense, the same time of each other. They're all so here... loosey-goosey in that way. So in that way, I want Saw 9 and Saw 10 to wrap up all those characters. And then, Jig- and then uh, Spiral like 2 and 3. And then I'd be happy to let the franchise go. That's my ideal version. Maybe, but I think that would confuse people. If So you're saying oh, Jigsaw yeah. and Spiral yeah. don't count as 8 and 9. Then you do Saw 8. It's like, what? But this is the 10th film. Well, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't think you can call the next one Saw. Like, as much as Saw X sounds great. Like, oh, I, think I think at that point you can't go back. I don't sacks. think you can go back and forth. <laughs> sex. sex. <laughs> um, I mean, listen. Sacks. Um, so here, let's 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 before we do the Somebody rest of the hunting questions. Down Red Sox players. <laughs> I'm into it. Um, before we uh, get into some more of the questions, let's back up and let you guys talk about the movie. I I was pretty clear about my thoughts last week, and I put my review up on the site. And uh, I mean, if you've seen an ad for the movie, you can kind of tell my thoughts, which is very cool. Um, not gonna lie, I think that's. Part of the reason I started this damn website is just to be somehow eventually in Saw marketing. Jigsaw copycat. This is gonna go sideways fast. All available units. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
units, officer down. That was just a diversion to get us out of the precinct. I need everyone on this case. He could be anywhere. He could be anyone. We're gonna tear this city up. Um, but you three have now seen it, so um, Miles go first, just because we've we've done this for a while. But like, you saw Spiral. Tell me about it. Yeah. Um. So right off the bat, I'll say this is probably my favorite entry in the series. Uh, it just ha. It feels like the fresh shot in the arm that uh, the movies desperately needed, especially after Jigsaw. But honestly, even after uh, uh, the seventh one, it just they were clearly running on fumes. And, you know, six was a nice sort of blip of quality. But outside of that, it's it's guilty pleasures for people who are invested in the mythology. And too much time has passed now to really make it about that mythology anymore. So kind of wiping the slate clean, you know, honoring what came before, but still doing something different, I think was exactly the right way to go. I think Chris Rock definitely lends his sensibility to it, both from a writing and uh, acting standpoint, however much writing he ended up actually doing. It's clear that his influence is sort of felt throughout the movie. There are, you know, several sections which feel like they could be cribbed from his stand up but it works in the context of that character and they play him that way. But he's also clearly a fan of the series. Like he does the the classic saw temper tantrum where it's like the quick dash editing of people going, he, you know, he's great at that. Um, you know, there's a lot of homage paid. There's a lot of love to it, but it also treats itself like a proper police procedural in a lot of ways. And they take time to have scenes with characters that don't directly affect the plot. Uh, like when he goes to visit the the first cop's widow and um, you know, there's little details. There's a relationship with the dad. Uh, I agree with you that Samuel L. Jackson is a bit underused. Also, he's both of them are absolutely hilarious in the flashbacks where they hope that they can make age them down by just, I love the mustache. I love the the painted on mustache. It was adorable. It was very saw because whenever they do flashbacks like that, it's always like, Oh, well let's give you a weird wig and hope that that makes up the difference. Um, I, I almost asked him about it, but I didn't, at the off chance that that wasn't intentionally kind of like a little cheesy horror movie thing. And they thought they did a really good job on it. I didn't want to have that awkward moment of, well, we, we thought we tricked you. I guess not. <laughs> Whoops. I want to believe they know. Um, but no, it just, as a fan of the series, it was very satisfying, but also just as a movie, it was, there's some nitpicks I have with some of the saw rebranding. Uh, we talked about the auto tune voice. I absolutely hate it. It's not scary. It's goofy. Um, I think the pig puppet makes sense when you understand the role that it plays, especially in the final moments, but it Mm -hmm. doesn't hold a candle to Billy the puppet. Um, but I do like sort of the reveal of, you know, who the new perpetrator is and the motivation all makes sense. And the ending ties up in a way that's got this perfect symmetry to it that all of the Saw films, I think, aspire to, but so few of them actually get there. And this one stuck the landing perfectly for me. All right. Um, Kendall and Casey, and then afterwards we can get into some spoiler stuff because that'll make some of the remaining questions more fun. So after Kendall and Casey go, if you haven't seen the movie and you don't want to know who did it, you should not listen anymore. (laughs) But if you don't mind, we're going to keep going. But for now, Kendall and Casey will talk without revealing that stuff. Kendall, go first. So Spiral is not my favorite entry in the Saw franchise. Um, that doesn't that doesn't mean I didn't really enjoy it because I did. I was very invested. It had me, you know, wondering 
who was going to be the copycat, what was going to happen, et cetera, et cetera. But it's not my favorite. Um, for me, Saw 1 through 3 is like perfection to me. I know, say what you want about me, but I no I one storyline, no, I know, no one storyline in Spiral will compare to John Kramer's storyline or um, even in the like other Saw movies like Jill Tuck. Like I love those storylines and that it, it didn't do it for me as much in this one. Um, I also missed Billy the puppet. I'm just gonna, he's my guy. Um, and I just felt like it was a more shallow version of the things that I loved about Saw 1 through 3. I loved it, but it was not gonna be my favorite. Interesting. And I miss that like gritty kind of like, I don't know how else to say it besides like that like gritty crappy look to the older Saw movies. I know a lot of people will not miss that, but I personally did. Interesting, um, before Casey goes, that I think Kendall hits on a thing that I think has has kind of been part of the reactions to the film. So so Darren's been posting, you know, a lot of the raves, but also the occasional, like, this movie fucking sucks and you should be killed and all, you know, the real, you know, moderate takes on the film. But I think the people who don't enjoy it at all, I'm not saying Kendall's like this because she says she really likes it, um, the choices to, to, to deviate from what we expect from a Saw movie, which is kind of the point of the movie, I think haven't always landed with everyone. So like, I really appreciated that. Like I was here for every change because otherwise we've seen this movie nine times before, but there's definitely people like how Kendall said, you know, she misses the look of the film. It was a, you know, it was a, it was a thing that gave her pause, but didn't keep her from enjoying it. Um, I'm talking like you're not here. Um, the uh, they're definitely there are people who just like couldn't abide by it. Like this doesn't look right, or you know the voice was a bigger deal. Like I think honestly, and and maybe Casey has an opinion about this also. Like you're you're kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't when you set out to change everything about an iconic franchise. So I think also considering the fact that the new voice was never going to be John Kramer. You know, the puppet was never going to be Billy. All the, like, things that they changed around. You know, the traps were never going to be the, the bear trap. I, I think given what, you know, it was a losing proposition in a sense, I think they did a really good job. Because the whole point was, how do we evolve this to be a new thing? Because I think it would have been, a, it would have felt a little weirder if this killer had Billy somehow. You know, or had done, like, we saw it in Jigsaw. We didn't like it when Logan used John's voice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it would have made sense. I just yeah. I mean it makes sense about exactly. the old movies that I the loved. Yes, exactly. The, exactly. The the aesthetics of the original stuff is better. Mm. But for the purposes of this story, I think what they did is fine. And I mean, granted, Miles hates the voice and everyone I don't I don't dislike the voice. I don't love the voice. I think it fits considering the person who's doing this, you know, just needed that sort of like voice. And I will say for those of you who've seen my social media, I got that package from the trailer sent to me. And there is a recorded message in that voice. And I don't care how silly it sounds. It's still unsettling. <laughs> uh, Casey, go ahead. Yeah, I don't know. I I really did love Spiral, but I think I agree with Kendall on the aesthetics being different. And that, like, I don't know. It's weird to say, like, you miss characters from a movie that's so disturbing and fucked up. But, like, I kind of did miss, like where's Lawrence? I, I miss John Kramer. I miss like the way that it, the old, older movies felt. Um, yeah. but I did really, really love Chris Rock and Max Minghella. I think both of them did great performances. And I was, I mean, far be it from me to say Chris Rock has anything to prove, but I was 
I was wary going in because he's so funny usually. And I was like, can he pull off a horror role? I'd never seen him do something like that before, but I thought he did an excellent job. And actually there were moments in the movie that were really funny and that oh. added something to it for me too, where I thought well, going in, maybe mm. it would take away, but I thought it really, I really enjoyed that. No, I, I, I talked about it last week and, and Darren talked about it in our interview that Chris Rock specifically was saying you know, what if we added this joke here? Like, and I, I don't want to make a funny movie, but he, he gave an example from Saw 2 of, like, uh, Donnie Wahlberg and, like, um, his partner, like, as a Carrie or whatever, having a conversation. He's like, it's so, like, just intense for no, without there being a payoff yet. If there was a well, joke that's right Donnie there. Wahlberg. Well, that's yeah, it's Donnie Wahlberg <laughs> being limited by being that's a Wahlberg actor. But, like, yeah. he's like, if there was a joke somewhere in that scene, it would like be able you'd be able to recharge like you come down and then you'd be able to come back up and i think there's a really good jo- uh, thing in this like he gives the example okay so we're going to start talking spoilers now with two very light ones that if you're still listening it doesn't matter one is as everyone said the movie is funny the fucking forest gump joke is amazing oh my god that caught <laughs> it's like, like i knew it was coming and it still caught me off guard <laughs> it it was legitimately like, if that was in, like, an Apatow movie, it would be just as funny. Like, perfect. Perfect joke. And then um, Darren explained that the scene where Chris Rock, where uh, where Zeke gets put in charge of the investigation and comes back to give his, like, intense saw speech of, like, you know, we're going to get the guy. He he did it and said, hang on. I want to do it again. I got, I got want to add something. Came back in, like, five minutes. And he added the thing of, like, maybe you're mad about this. Maybe you're, maybe you're mad I fucked your mother. Like, that's, like, his addition of, like, we just need to, like, bring things down for the audience for a second before we bring things back up because we're due for another trap. And I think all of that stuff worked really, really well. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like, too, that, like, it made Zeke feel like more of a whole person. Like, doing a normal job and just being a police officer and whatever, whatever, like... He's a whole person outside of being a horror movie protagonist. Like it it's wasn't the, that mood the, the whole time. It's the only Saw movie that where there's character development. Well, yeah, I would say he feels like the most fleshed out, developed character the series has ever had. And I would include John Kramer in that, who, you know, we love him, um, you know, because the voice and because Tobin Bell is such an iconic presence. But he is mostly limited to either scenes where he's on a hospital bed. He's always either, you know demonized or deified depending on who has the scene with him and so um to get a character like this who just feels like a real person who with like a real history and real personality and things that have happened to shape their worldview it's just so refreshing oh yeah it is it it is a i was just gonna say quickly that i think it does say something that this is a 90 minute movie or or something and i would say chris rock max me and max mingeller are more formed characters than john and john had eight movies where he's a presence in it yeah um well good i would argue that john kramer to me it you know had the same presence as what you're saying chris rock's character had because of the flashbacks with him so like when jill lost the baby when he was trying to get coverage for different you know chemotherapy treatments um i feel like those are the moments in those movies that humanize him more and make him make it makes you more connected to him and that's why i like john more as well fair i don't know there's nothing there's no one like john kramer to me i'm sorry (laughs) fair i think they're they're achieving different things i think by the time you get to like saw six you're you're adding layers to like a movie 
I, I wouldn't even call him a villain necessarily, but like a horror movie icon. In the same way that if you if you tinkered with the backstory for for a Freddy or a Jason or something like that and gave them something you know another le- layer, I would say that like uh, Rock and Mangello are more like actual film characters that happen to be in a horror movie. Samuel L. Jackson even sort of too. He's just honestly like we said he's it's almost a cameo though he plays a, a huge role in the in the end which we'll talk about in a minute. Also, speaking of Sam Jackson, I I did think it was kind of a, and maybe this is intentional, but whenever he's not on screen, people always talk about him like, oh, he was this legendary police chief and everyone looks up to him and, you know, all this stuff. But all the flashbacks you see of him, he's such a loose unit. He's running around talking about shooting people and beating people up and just like (laughs) screaming at everybody he sees. Like, he seems like he should have been fired after like a year or two in that position. Well, I guess, actually, I think it makes sense because they talk about, so we're getting into more spoilers. So without revealing who the killer is yet, it turns out that the, so as you guys know from the trailer, police are being killed and they're dirty cops. They're all, they're all dirty cops in one form or another. And in the flashbacks, Sam Jackson's uh, detective, uh, Chief Banks, there's a, there's a like statute or a law that's passed that basically gives cops like free reign, it sounds like. And that's how they cleaned up the city at this predetermined time in the past. So I think that's part of what it is. Like they were, you know, drunk with power in a way. Because, yeah, there's the the sort of inciting incident that makes Zeke this outsider is he ratted on a cop who killed a, a witness. And Sam Jackson's pissed that, like, oh, this is going to screw with our, our unit. But also when the other cops don't come to a, a backup call and Zeke gets shot, he, he does threaten to shoot the rest of the cops so there is yeah i think it, it just contributes i think it's all also part i think of the the somewhat social commentary of the movie about like you know give police too much power and they're bound to abuse it so maybe we do need a jigsaw killer to put them in line yeah i think that's definitely true i think that maybe would have played better if he was being that crazy with like random civilians and there was the one scene yeah. where he bangs the no- uh, the door on the reporter's nose but um but a lot of the time his aggression is being directed at his fellow officers true most of whom then go on to say to talk about how they idolize him so that was like a little bit of a weird disconnect for me it, w- it yeah. wasn't a deal breaker mm-hmm. or a game breaker or anything but it was something i noticed fair uh before we talk about who did it um what do we think of the traps we have the um the tongue trap in the subway, which is the opening scene of the movie. We have the finger trap. We have the wax trap. There's the thing with the glass. Um, the spine thing. Is there another trap besides the last one? It's just the last one, yeah. There's and then the last one, which is... probably. Like, the let's fewest, not talk about it yet. Probably the fewest traps out of any of the movies. Well, yeah. that, that leads to a question, in fact. Which um, is from... Give me one second. Uh, from Matt Neglia, next best picture. How did you feel about the traps being less creative and the focus being more on the police procedural? I think it's it's a tie, it ties in. I think part of it is the traps are much simpler and and a little almost meaner because you don't. It's not about the traps. It's about why the person's being put in them, and that's a thing that we haven't had in a while. Like the why of the first saw is there. 
and even a little bit of like mm-hmm. saw six i think with the healthcare satire idea but a lot of times like we had said it, it became very thin it was like oh you you jaywalked so you must cut off your <laughs> legs to survive <laughs> You know, it was, it was, it was just sort of almost like a person or like, you know, all the, apparently there's just like in this Metro city, there's a lot of arson, <laughs> like there's a lot of bad guys in the city, but this one, I think the police aspect is a lot cleaner of a, of a like incident. I don't know. It made, it made a lot of sense to me, but I think the, especially that last trap, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but I think these traps were solid. I don't think any of them are necessarily, like we said, they're not going on map trap more. But the, um, you know, the, the tongue one and the finger one are pretty solid in their simplicity. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, it, there's not as many traps, but there is a focus on, like you said, the reason for it all happening. Um, and I think the traps are unfair. And I'm kind of talking myself into why they're unfair is because the point was never to, like, save those people and have them be reborn and have them understand. Like, he wanted to teach them a lesson and be like, hey, fuck you, but also you're definitely going to die and it's going to be miserable for you. But, like... Well, you know... Not everyone had to die. Most of them do. So, like, the I, tongue one... I don't one, think there you, was you... a shot. I, I... You really think... You saw that tongue chunk hanging from the thing. You really think that guy would have walked away and ever lived a life again? Like, he was going to bleed out either way. Possibly. I mean, it's also a horror movie, so and like, also, bleeding is a well, loose thing. Presumably, he would have then had to outrun the train, right? Or go to this or the side or whatever. That and one. All that these one... traps too. Just he didn't give them enough time. Well, that's right? like with well, ten that's more that's seconds. With ten more movies. seconds, never like, a lot of time. those people would have been. It would have been different. There's but... the, the only one, and, but the thing is, I think so. That first one, you don't really get a chance to know the guy. He seems like a douchebag, but like you don't know anything about it really. The rest of them. With the exception of um, the captain, you don't really like those people, so you're not really you're not really invested in their survival. More so, you're just like, I wonder if they're going to have anyone survive it. She's the one where you're like, oh wow, this is, in, you know, even when you hear why, you're like, I, I don't. She's the one we have a little bit of conflict about, sure. um, and then obviously the um, Zeke's former partner, but that's also when you understand why that's being done, like. That one, if anything, is it could have been meaner. Hmm. I think, too, the aspect of sending the body parts, like, really yeah. kind of added something to that. I feel like that was, like, not a trap, obviously, but, like, that psychological torture element. Because, um, hmm. well, Miles, what you said before in... about the structure, and, like, I don't remember what you said, something about, like, it's very neat and, like, there's isolated. So, like, even or the structure it, it of the movie sort of, felt like the trap it, scenes it were very isolated together, yeah. and, like... Like, this is a scene where a trap is happening, and then, like, there's other parts of the movie that don't involve that. Right. Fair. Yeah, I'd, I'd um, agree with that. I think, for me, yeah, it, it goes into the how it's, you know, without getting into specifics yet, the um, the killer's motivation is kind of everything here, because as opposed to Kramer and his disciples, you know, heroic mission of making people appreciate their lives by mostly killing them. Uh, here it's um, somebody is they're try. It's less about what happens to the individuals and more about sending a message to the overall police department. And in his the killer's own sort of roundabout way, it is about a sort of systemic reform, uh, which again is kind of fascinatingly timely. Um, it would have been interesting if the film had hit its original release date last year, sort of pre George Floyd and all that, as opposed to how it plays now. Whether it would have seemed maybe a bit prescient even. Perhaps. Um, 
so as we get uh, into the spoilery parts even more so, when did everyone figure out who the killer was? I assume we all figured it out before the reveal. Is that a yes? I got it. Uh, yeah. I got it probably about 20 minutes before the reveal. They, okay. they flash back to a... I mean, are we going to say who it is? or are we In a second. So I'll, I'll say that I, I, I caught it in the introductory scene. Um, but that was also maybe just like an educated guess, given what, you know, how familiar I am with the franchise. But yeah, there's also a scene as we about get into who it is that, you know, I feel like if you haven't gotten it by then, they kind of, if you know the franchise, you figure out it's probably going to be them. So here. We can we can talk about who it is, and then we'll talk about when we realize. So yes, the killer turns out to be uh, Max Minghella's rookie rookie partner, and I feel like if you haven't gotten it by the time the reveal is, the point where you need to get it is when they pretend like he's been killed because you don't actually really see anything. I think that's also just like a you're well versed in Saw, and I think by then you're like, oh, I think I know where this is going. So when did you guys get it? When did Candle and Casey? When did you guys figure it out? I mean, I just said when we saw the trailer, I was like, I don't know, he seems kind of sketchy because they were focusing on three characters. It was Samuel L. Jackson, which seems like too obvious. Uh, Chris Rock, who I assumed was going to be like our lead that we were going to be following to figure out who it was. And then Max Minghella. So I was like, I don't know. I said to Casey, I was like, he seems kind of sketch. Like, it seems like the less obvious choice. Well, there's also that little bit of like, Max Minghella seems a little bit above this. Why? Oh, he's the killer. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, it seemed yeah. a little little unusual that he he's a little overqualified for the role. But I think they handle it well. But like the reason, so the reason he's doing it, we find out is the, um, the thing with Zeke having, you know, reported his partner for killing a witness, the witness's son saw the, the killing and that happens to be Max Minghella. So he's been on a crusade to go against dirty cops and specifically wanted to be Zeke's partner because he's a good cop. And that leads to the, the final trap. Miles, you want to talk about the final trap? Uh, sure. Well, first of all, uh, um, the reveal of that also suggests that Chris Rock is like 30 years older than Max Minghella, which definitely doesn't play <laughs> on screen. But <laughs> Yeah, that's I'll, a little, I mean, aside. yeah, I think they looked for the right looking kid as opposed to like, Maybe you should make the kid like a teenager. Well, I think it, it the bigger problem is that it implies that Chris Rock is a lot older than he looks. Uh, like maybe they need to gray him up or something like that. Or maybe he just looks. Well, I guess Samuel L. Jackson is like a Samuel L. Jackson looks 30, but he is a 70 year old man. Sure. So I guess uh, well, he's getting that. up there. I, I'm starting to notice it more with each movie. Well, he's he's also becoming a larger human being, I've noticed. Well, I would argue the opposite. I think he's getting a bit more frail. I really? Especially he looks it in like he looks a little heavy in this movie. I, I especially notice it some of the times he's played Nick Fury, like in Age of Ultron or Captain Marvel. Just he seems skinnier than he used to. Maybe I feel maybe he's just the way he's sitting in this movie. He looks like a fat dude, but I think he's supposed to because he's like retired and sure. Well, he's got I think that retired cop like look, body language and stuff like that. Yeah, because um, he is a seventy-two-year-old the... man. I just yeah. looked it up. Seventy-two. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, he looks great for 72. I think we can all agree. Yeah. Um, sure. But yeah, so the final trap is, so we find out that it's Max Minghella and that he's trying to reform the police department by, you know, cutting off all the various appendages. And he wants Zeke to be his partner in this because Zeke, you know, having previously fought against corruption on some level does feel the same way. Uh, but in order to sort of gain his trust, he reveals that he's got um, his father, Sam Jackson, tied up in this... I don't even know how to describe it, like a harness of sorts, 
And basically the final trap is you can either shoot this little spiral thing and that'll release your dad or you can shoot me. Uh, but also the cops are on their way. And also he's enough, he's being drained of blood slowly. Sam right, Jackson. right. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, he makes like a 911 call and like, you know, fires a few guns like, oh, no, there's somebody crazy here with a gun. Yeah, come help. And then he, you know, hangs up the call. They send like two SWAT teams to this abandoned location based on like 20 seconds of audio that he gives them to work with. I'm, I'm wondering if the if it's supposed to be that he's calling like the detective or the wait. No, well, no, but they be, know because they, think, they he's think, think he's dead. Exactly. You're right. You're right. Interesting. Well, I mean, you need you need the SWAT team for what happens. Because well, they need and that's exactly it. So basically what it is, is Chris Rock does shoot the, the spiral thing. But then his dad says, well, but, you know, leave me alone. I'm good. Go, go beat him up in the elevator for 10 minutes, um, which he does. <laughs> and then the cops show up, but they saw through the door, which hits this little wire that basically causes Sam Jackson to be puppeteered from the ceiling in ex- exactly the same pose as uh, the pig puppet was in a previous video, which is the only reason I'll give that a pass because it's clearly meant to represent him. And yeah. there's a little mechanism that lifts his arm up that makes it look like he's got a gun so that when the cops come through, they fill him with bullets. I kind of, this is, and I think this is one of my favorite traps, the death by cop trap, because it's the first one to have like a, a morality point to it. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know why it, it, it works so much for me, but the idea that, a saw movie could end on a trap that is death by cop that like that like crooked cops I, and again i'm making a broad statement for the purposes of the movie like could shoot their former boss because he looks like just a black man with a gun right. is surprisingly deep for saw nine and they don't exactly elaborate on it but it is implied that max Minghella kind of knows that's exactly what's and he's kind of playing to that bias and playing to like well that's what would happen in that situation well i think it's his ultimate radicalization of of zeke like what the movie then ends we don't know what could happen because also let's be real i don't know that chris rock is going to be in another one but he certainly could if he wanted to he's the idea of like he's open to it cool i mean i hope so because yeah i mean what more could turn him beyond like look what happened to your dad his former employees shot him because he looks like a bad guy like how can you have any faith in this system anymore Maybe not, but that doesn't just because he doesn't have faith in the system doesn't mean he's going to partner up with the guy who murders his dad, crooked or not. No, I think it'll I think it'll be more of like if they do make a spiral too. I think it would be somewhat of a him hunting him and them them sort of dancing around each other more in a. Uh, I would like that, like more of a cat and mouse game. Well, basically, yeah, what almost five like almost was. Yeah, or or this is going to sound weird, but maybe it makes sense, like a Last Jedi type situation. With like Ray and, and Kylo Ren, like kind of like talking around each other, like we we might have to kill each other, but we also might not have to. Like, what's going on? Like, are we doing this? How's this happening? Like, I I could see that with the traps being sprinkled in, and like maybe a side investigation of like maybe Zeke is a is a you know on his own now. He may not even be a cop anymore. Yeah, maybe they'll start facetiming and then realizing they have crush on each other as it goes along. We can only hope. I mean, listen, if that's where Saw goes, I'm if Saw X becomes Saw Triple X. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm I mean, in. well, I mean, which uh, Kendall, I think, talked about, like, Chris Rock not having to prove himself. He decides to make, like, a gay porn movie, a Saw 10. That's proving yourself. That's that's really going out there and showing you're a dramatic actor. <laughs> Call me by your jigsaw name. And the Oscar goes, too. Oh, my God. If that's how it happened. 
Oh, it'd be amazing. I, will say, I want it. I, my God. Do I it. will say one thing that drove me crazy about Spiral was, and I, I thought about it after the movie. I was like, that was ridiculous. Was when Max Mangel is explaining how he did everything. And remember, he gets like the puppet wrapped in what's supposed to be Max Mangela's skin. He's like, I tattooed my tattoo onto onto oh, this yeah. homeless man. I'm like, oh, yeah. so you're a tattoo artist too. And it was like okay. a fully healed, wait, 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 well done wait. tattoo that looked exactly this. Yes. Same. Well, I will or... say, you're not allowed to complain about that when John Kramer would have to be a nuclear physicist, uh, engineer. You know, he'd have to be. Everything in these franchises is impossible. We're accepting that already. Well, and also it could have been both tattoo because that might not actually have been a real tattoo of his. He might have had some temporary tattoo sort of thing that he just used for his own arm and for the fake arm. Yeah, maybe. Well, he still I, had it in the end. I don't I know. Like I towards it being real, but also because Charlie it. It was his yeah dad's yeah, name. Yeah, what if it was like it was his kid's name, but it was his real dad's name. So it's his dad's name. Yeah, yeah. what if it was like a henna tattoo? <laughs> Yeah, he's just. Well, he's I'm not gonna. Like I'm not gonna knock that, so even he, though you're right, Kendall. Because I just loved that reveal so much. I was like, oh shit. So would he bring a chunk of skin to a henna artist and say, "Can you write Charlie <laughs> on this?" Like, uh... listen, he's got a lot of hobbies. He apparently went through like police school and became a full detective in between setting up all these mechanical traps. Just so, for spite. Yeah, yeah like I, he he's he, he can he can get a lot done. That's easily the least believable part of the movie to me because I did go into the police academy and I didn't do shit while I was playing on it. And I bought like an iPad thinking I was going to write reviews during it. Like you're tired. You don't do a damn thing besides that. Uh, but no, I think it's, I, th I still think it's great. So now that we've talked about that, I think we can, we can have a little bit more fun with this other question, which is from Ryan McDermott. You get the cast spiral too. All right. Whoever you cast as a lead will get a story by credit. However, they must be primarily known for comedy, so essentially your Chris Rock part. Whoever you cast in a major supporting role must have at least exact must have exactly one Oscar nomination. Circa Sam Jackson, cast them or else a machine will rip off a gummy bear's jaw. So, I uh, I did let everyone see this question early because we we didn't need to have ten minutes of oh that person has three nominations up oh, that person has a Golden Globe nomination. We can we can have a little bit of fun with that. So, uh, Kendall, you want to go first? Or Kate, you know what, Casey, you haven't gone first all. all yeah, time. I don't want to so go first. I want to say I am going to answer this question, and I'm excited about it. The one thing that really pissed me off about Spiral is: can someone tell me why the fuck all these cops keep going places by themselves with all this going on? Because <laughs> they're bad Just cops. Bad, they're I, dirty cops. I, I'm in a police station with all of my colleagues who are also armed police officers, but let me go down to this creepy basement by myself and like barely tell anyone. I won't even bring my cell phone. Like, are you kidding? So anyway. I mean, I mean, she, that her stupidity is why she died. So, well, and it might be kind of like hubris as well. You might be right about that. But yeah. So that. as far as the movie is concerned, um, I, for the lead who's known for comedy, I really like the idea of Steve Carell. Um, okay. I just really like him. It's probably, Oscar and he also has one Oscar nomination, which is what made me think of it. I was looking, yeah, I was looking that up, but I also think, wouldn't it be great if we had someone like Paul Rudd, but he turns out to be like the Max Miguel, like the person that was behind it all the whole time. Like, I want to see Paul Rudd play someone terrible because he's usually so wholesome. Um, so you, so, I would like so to you're, see that you're sort of, So you're swapping sort of the roles, but Paul Rudd... Paul Rudd as Max Minghella? I think there's, yeah, I think these are separate movies, but Paul Rudd as Max Minghella is one of my ideas okay. that I really liked. So, and um, 
the one Oscar nomination as the supporting actor. What about, um, oh, never mind. Michael Caine has six. Who else was on this list? Oh, James Caan. <laughs> or like Gary Busey. Okay. Can you imagine Gary Busey in a saw movie? Oh, man. Unfortunately, I can. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so those were some ideas <laughs> I was tossing around. Oh, also one last one. Billy Burke. Okay. I can see it. Right? I feel Fair. like with that, like, the beer drinking, mustachioed, like, kind of jaded. All right. I could see it. Uh, Miles, you can go second. All right. So, I was pretty proud of this one. So, for my actor primarily known for comedy, I want to go with Taika Waititi. Oh, interesting. And here's here's the the twist on it I want to have. I don't want him to be a cop. I don't want him to necessarily even be a victim. I want him to be a master engineer who's revealed to be the guy who's actually building all these traps, but he doesn't know what they're for. And he just doesn't watch the news and he isn't aware of it. And it's that come to Jesus moment. The movie's all about him realizing what his creations are being used for. And there's some sort of scenario where they get turned against him. I think that would be delightful. And mm. He would give it a little extra something as well. Okay. Um, and then as far as uh, the one Oscar nomination, I'm going to go with Josh Brolin because you better believe he can play uh, the hell out of a corrupt cop. Yeah, that's almost typecasting. <laughs> Almost, yeah. But, you know, maybe he's, like, the police chief above Sam Jackson, who's even more crooked, or something yeah, yeah. like that, or commissioner, or something like that. That could work. Fair. Uh, Kendall, you want to go? You, you need a second. Oh, boy. I don't know if I read this question correctly. You want, you want, me, to go, you want me to go first? <laughs> you want me to go first? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw everyone a curveball. My my person with one nomination, who would be the, the Max Minghella type, Brie Larson. Ooh, we're going real real hmm. real prestige now um and you know she could she could play any role she could be the investigator she could be the lead like hard investigator she could be the killer i think at that point you give her whatever she wants when uh when she signs on and uh in terms of comedy i i mean if i wanted to be this guy kevin smith is an actor also <laughs> so there's a good there's a good way to get your story by credit by someone who could actually write but I actually kind you know what's an idea I'm going to say? He's not fully known for comedy, but I think he can kind of do everything. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Well, he would yeah. definitely work in like the Max Minghella type role. Yeah. Like if there's a, if there's a, let's say the same concept of Spiral right now, the, the Chris Rock, you know, Max Minghella, like somewhat younger vibe. If it was uh, JGL and Brie Larson, like I think that could work. It's also, you know, there's $30 million of budget just in salary. It's not going to fly, but still, listen, it's a small, small price to pay. So I, uh, I enjoyed also the thinking of the, the gender swap for that one. Uh, Kendall, you can't delay any longer. No. So I'm going to tell you what I thought this question was asking first. Okay. And, cause and then I was we'll, like, wow, we'll guide like, you through it afterwards. Yeah, I was like, this is a wildly specific question. I thought it was, you have to have, you have to pick one person who has won Oscar nomination and is primarily a comedic actor. Well, I mean, so I thought those I mean, two even were if that's, put together, are oh, they? It's no? not, but even if it was, yeah. Casey figured it out. She won Steve Carell. Well, because that's what I well, thought the question I, was at first, too. Yeah, well, my answer to that was Bill Murray. That's an excellent question. Oh, I mean, I like that a lot. And because he has won, I think he won also, but he had no, one he nomination. No, he did not win. No? Don't get me started on that. Okay, um... So Bill Murray was my initial answer, and now I'm thinking I'm like trying to think of. 
I mean, I mean, I kind of want to stick with it. I mean, you can, you need one more person, so now you can go either or. So okay, because he, ca- so he counts Murray as whichever be, one. He would be like the Chris Rock character, right? All right, so you want Bill Murray to write the movie also? <laughs> okay. Do you not? <laughs> so then, so then, your second person is anyone, but they have to have one nomination. Oh, oh God. Um, I don't know if this is true, but it's gonna drive Casey wild. Um, what about Vanessa Kirby? One nomination. You did. You, you know what? You did it. Yeah. I thought about for the uh, her, but... for the for the creepy. I want. I want a woman yeah. to be like the creepy, fucked well, up character. Well, I got. You. I did and it And I think she could do a good job. And I knew it would make Casey insane. So that's my answer. <laughs> well, can I also I mean, say that, like Kendall, don't be embarrassed about not knowing what the question was trying to ask because I am looking I, at this I list know. and. You know how I mentioned Billy Burke? Like, I'm thinking the man that played Bella's dad in Twilight. Apparently, that's not the one. That's not the same individual as the person who had one Oscar nomination, who's a female actress, born in 1884. So I was way off. Hmm. I mean, if you want to take some one nomination from that, you can go Anna Kendrick. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's about all I know. I I was proud of my Bill Murray answer, and it doesn't even really apply. But I'm. I mean, it it, it applies. It works. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So here, let's uh, let's wrap up now by placing it within the franchise. So, what is your current Saw rankings? So, who's ready? Who wants to go first? All right, Miles. Miles, you go first. I'm ready because I've seen the films enough times to kind of already know offhand where I'm at. I figured. Um, so I do have Spiral as my new number one. I, I just loved it that much. Even with the deviations from the formula that kind of bugged me, I think it just did so much right that it more than made up for that. Um, so I would say Spiral, one, six, three, two, five, Jigsaw, seven, four. Hmm. We're very close, so I'll jump in and go. My only deviations are that I believe I have seven as the worst one, and then five, then Jigsaw, then four. Then we have the same uh, Spiral Saw six three two. I for some reason I thought you liked uh, two better than three. It's they're real close. Like I'm I'm willing to for argument's sake just say they're the same. I think two and three are one a one b in terms of they're 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 really. The same thing. I think so. Here's what I think. I think Spiral, Saw. They are they are the the pinnacle of the franchise. Right. Then you have six, which is far better than it has any right to be. Right. Then you have two and three that are legitimately solid movies, but do require you to like Saw and or horror. Then you have four and Jigsaw. Which have a thing or two that make them not suck, but are, you know, definitely guilty players. And then you have five and seven, which you, you better love this franchise or you're going to really struggle. And and I do love the franchise, so I don't mind. But, you know, th- those are the points where you're just like, what what are you guys up to? Like five was they were definitely in the weeds of the story and didn't really know where it was going. They were just expanding the, the mythology. And seven was meant to be at least two movies ground into one ninety-minute movie that didn't work. Yeah, I think seven and Jigsaw are maybe the most disappointing ones for me because they were, you know, the conclusion and the reboot respectively, and neither works in their respective roles. I don't mind five as much as most people. I think it's still one of the weaker ones, but I like the 
the cat and mouse aspect of it. I like the sort of team of five who only finds out too late that they were supposed to work together the whole time. Yeah, the trap stuff is fine. I just I think the thing about four, four and five and I mean, a lot of these like it, it, the cop thing will throw me off. Yeah. So, like, I kind of liked that we were going and we were following, like, a secondary cop and everyone. Like, I liked Kerry. I didn't care for Rick. I just, right. he, he never learned anything about him. He was just, it was cool to be like, oh, that guy hasn't died yet. Great. And then he's just kind of off at the end of that movie in a, in a way that wasn't satisfying. Right. And then five, like, I didn't give a shit about Shram. Um, besides him, you know, surviving a trap in a pretty cool way. Like, Stram and Hoffman are pretty fucking stupid. Like to be two well, of the main that's characters what, in any movie. That's what weakens that <laughs> film because the idea of sort of a cop who knows who the killer is and the killer is also a cop and they're sort of you know jumping around each other that has potential. It just sucks that both of them are such uninteresting characters on their own. Yeah, they're both just generic lumbering white men who offer yeah. nothing. Um, and then uh, Seven, just like we've said, like the I think the story's not bad. It's just so compacted into like well, it's clearly there was clearly meant to be an eighth film and they kind of shoved them both into each other and it's it's one of the ones where there's the two different story tracks that don't have anything to do with each other it, it definitely felt like set like that movie should have been just the survivor guy leading up to the final film which was hoffman trying to like clear all the you know loose ends but you know it is what it is at that point and then jigsaw i think just it's mostly disappointing because they had the opportunity to do anything they wanted with it with, okay, we're bringing back saw and they went kind of with like, you know, what if we did a slightly better version of saw five? You're like, all right, that's a choice. It's it's a lot of reheated leftovers, that movie. Yeah. That looks better than those movies, but also like Kendall said, part of the reason you like saw is it's that green pea soupy palette that grimy texture to it yeah love it yeah um you know jigsaw looked clean and yeah. didn't that didn't fit whereas i think spiral makes sense that it it has almost like the do the right thing like it's the hottest day of the summer everyone is on edge and sweaty and it's so much easier to yell and scream at someone when you're also feeling gross that i think really works and makes the indoor scenes look better like the fact that so much of the movie takes place outside in the sunlight like the like blinding like almost like la looking sunlight Mm-hmm. Even though it, it seems like it's a New York movie, even though it's still not really a, a real place, it makes the then like grimy, like dungeony scenes look more jarring because it's not the same look as every scene in the movie. Also, real mm-hmm. quick, this just popped into my head, but we didn't touch on it before. One of my favorite um, sort of gags in the entire movie was close to the end when uh, Chris Rock is uh, tied up and he has the saw and uh, he's like, okay, I got to saw through the handcuff. Oh, that's not going to work. Oh, well maybe I do have to saw off my arm. Oh, there's just a hairpin over there. I'll just grab the hairpin. (laughs) (laughs) Which really felt like that was uh, Max Minghella leaving it there being like, I know, you know what I'm up to. Like, this is my thing. I'm that guy. Like, how can I not be a, be, you know, homaging John Kramer and, and not have this thing. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that as a fan of the series, I thought I found that particularly delightful. Well, because that way I feel I I, be, I want to believe like that's reverse engineered from Chris Rock being like the trailer needs to have me like in the original trap. Sure. Like with the saw and like, oh, maybe I have to do a thing. But because we like, because we you definitely were like, wait, is he back in the bathroom? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My question yeah. is right. how the killer would even know about that. I think at this mm-hmm. point, like, because 
uh, didn't like Jigsaw get into like there's there's like the um the fangirl. She's like there's a cult yeah. of Jigsaw. I there's think people just know about it right now. I'm sure yeah. Jigsaw's had like a Netflix documentary at this point. Like people, it's probably out there. The information. oh yeah, what, uh, yeah. What, that was wait, a big question. What would it be called? The Kendall, you love these Netflix true crime documentaries. What would yeah. it be? Solving Jigsaw, decoding Jigsaw. What would it be Ooh. called? It would have to be something like. It'll be like a nine part miniseries, like, right? Yeah, something about like a puzzle, like the lost puzzle. The piece jigsaw or, like, puzzle. Yeah, the pe- the puzzle the piece that piece doesn't fit jigsaw. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god! Something. Yeah, yeah. It, maybe it was. It's one of those things that like it reveals. Maybe it wasn't John Kramer after all, or some shit. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right, rank the rank the films. One of you. Um. So I have one, two, three, because I love those the most, and then I have Spiral. Okay. Um, six, seven, five, Jigsaw, and four. Because the only thing I hate more than Jigsaw is Donnie Wahlberg and Mark Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> the happiest part of uh, any Saw movie for Kendall is Donnie Wahlberg his getting head his... head yeah. crushed like a great... Oh, so good. <laughs> when there's no point of him being With in the... that movie except to have that moment. Yeah. He's just hanging With the out. weirdest trap ever. Yeah, yeah that's... Okay. that's... That's one of the weaker traps. That it weird still doesn't make trap. sense to me. <laughs> yeah, it's up there with that weird like cheese grater in Jigsaw, the human cheese grater on a bicycle. I don't, yeah. I don't understand. But. Yeah, <laughs> Casey. Um, I my rankings are very similar to Kendall's, but I put seven way lower down. Seven and Jigsaw are like right at the bottom for me. Um, but I, Fair. I one and two, I always have a very hard time deciding between. But those are my top. Um, Spiral. I think I'll put above three because I don't I don't love three as much. Um, I do. I do. I just I don't really love like Lynn's storyline or like her husband. I don't know. I don't Jeff? love that. And Jeffrey, I don't I don't really care about her that much, I guess. I don't know. But I do like the development of um John Kramer and Amanda that happens in that one. So there are parts of it I like, but I think I'll put spiral above three for me. All right. Fair enough. All right. So final thoughts. I will open up the floor to anything anyone wants to bring up about it. And then we will close up shop because we have uh, gone almost as long as the entire film takes to uh, (laughs) unspool. I do want to say coming out of the theater, it was a great reintroduction to the, to going to movies in a theater um, because like I, fully was absorbed in it I came out of that movie and I had to go pee and I was by myself in the bathroom and in my head I was like I was like am I gonna get got like I was peering around <laughs> I was like peering around the corners of the stalls like ready for that pig head guy to jump out because I was so freaked I, out by I, the movie I, so you know what it did I Kendall, don't know it stuck with me I am I am wildly disappointed that Kendall didn't come up behind you and <laughs> I might have died might have just hello, dropped dead hello, right there hello Casey I want to play a game. Like, nah, I don't want to play. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or as Sam Jackson said, you want to play games, motherfucker? Yeah. No, so. Joey, I learned a long time ago, if I'm going to make KCC scary movies that with me, I'm not going to fuck with her and I have to stay up after we watch it to watch something happy. Mm-hmm. What, was, what, what was your happy movie when you guys got home? No, we just like watched TV and sat with the cats, but... Fair enough. But I can't get yeah. all typed up like that and then go to bed. I was so stressed no, out. No, I can't. She'll never watch him with me again <laughs> if I if I jump scare her. <laughs> I've so I've I Miles has heard this story. Have you two heard my my sinister story? 
My I I saw it with my ex at a like I took her to a thing. I don't remember if it was a press screening or it might have just been like we went to go see it, and I thought it was fine. You know, the Ethan Hawke like with the with the like tit, you know was it tapes that and had like, the demon yeah. the film reels yeah like the home videos yeah. yeah that movie was has it... amazing sound editing oh yeah reason. great sound editing the like the 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 lawnmower eventually going over the family is a real good like uh, scary yeah. scene mm-hmm. um I thought it was fine. My ex was so terrified. Like, we were supposed to go our separate ways after the movie. Like, I was heading to my folks, and, like, she was going back home. She's like, there is no way you're leaving me alone at this point. So, like, she came with me to eat dinner with my family because she was like, I am too frightened to be alone. And I couldn't... We could never figure out what it was because I even... And you guys will hate me for this. I even uh, put an image of... Was it Bagheer? On her TV when... Bagul. On her TV while she was asleep to see if that would scare her. And it didn't scare her. It was just like something about the concept of the movie frightened her. It wasn't. It wasn't Bagul. Well, because Bagul is the least scary thing about that movie. It's like when <laughs> kids are randomly killing their parents in like gruesome yeah. ways. That's terrifying. Uh-huh. If there's like a weird Marilyn Manson looking demon man in a tuxedo, that's not scary. That's <laughs> yeah, the, the the demon pedophile was not the strongest part of the movie. No. Which I is kind of Marilyn Manson also. So there you go. All right, I have one final observation about Spiral that I haven't heard anyone else make, so I want to get in on the ground floor of it. And I only noticed this because the night before we went to see Saw, um, my fiance, my now fiance, um, had a um, a very specific request because um, she wanted to watch something lighter. Wait, so, before you say it, before you say it, what's her take on the franchise? Has she seen all of them? Have you made her watch them yet? Yeah, so she. Uh, <laughs> So one of the first movies we ever saw in theaters together was Jigsaw, and I didn't realize until we got to the theater that she hadn't seen any of the other movies. Oh, boy. So I had to give her like a real crash course in sort of the history and the lore, which turned out not to be relevant at all to Jigsaw. But then after the fact, mm-hmm. um, we went through and watched them all. And yeah, she's a big fan. She agrees with me. She thinks Spiral's the best one. Um, you know, she's cool. into it. She likes horror movies, but she also likes lighter stuff. She likes to have a balance. All right. Um, so back to anyway, what you're saying. Yes. So we watched another movie um, the night before. And I got to tell you, these two movies with seemingly only one thing in common would make a fascinating double feature. The other movie is Osmosis Jones. Ha! <laughs> oh and nobody's ever, nobody that I've seen has picked up on this, but both of them are movies about detectives that don't like to work with partners that are hated by the rest of their police force that get paired up with a rookie that they don't like eventually, but over the course of it, they get a bond. Chris Rock has like a little chin strap goatee in both films. It's kind of shocking how many parallels there are. They both have like a hip hop R&B soundtrack. Um, There's a lot of disgusting things in both of them, though for very different reasons. It's kind of fascinating. I mean, also yeah, yeah, Bill I mean, Murray, too, right? So if we get him for Spiral 2, yeah, we yeah, could, yeah. like, worlds could collide on My this. guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know how you get Bill Murray into a movie, right? Is you basically call, like, his, like, random number and, and let him know. And he gets back to you if he's interested. Like, we could, uh, if we could ever find this number, we can we can pitch him on Spiral 2. <laughs> also, how wild would that be? Let's say we did that and he liked the idea. And then we have to figure out a way to let Lionsgate know that we... So we have Bill Murray for your sequel that you now have to go make. <laughs> like, we've done a very random part of your job for you. Now you need to, like... This is your on. problem now. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I would have to... I guess I would have to send a message to Darren and be like, so 
I don't know if you were planning on making Spiral 2 or what the plot would be, but uh, I have a, I have a uh, confirmation from Bill Murray <laughs> that he's willing to play uh, a role in it. So um, I guess I'm an executive producer now. And uh, let's figure this shit out. I've been blocked. Yeah. I've been blocked on Twitter. What is this? <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was Spiral. If you guys want any uh, follow-ups, you can let us know what uh, anything we missed, especially after you see the movie. Let us know what you thought. So everyone can say I, what you want. You have something you want to add? I just really, I really have to know how he did that tattoo. Darren okay. Lynn Bozeman, how did Max Minghella tattoo the skin? I mean, Please you know, you, me. you know, you could you could tweet at him in the one of the two writers if you really wanted to know. You know what? That's what I'm going to do right after this. I bet you one of yeah. the writers knows and the other one doesn't. Yeah. I, I bet you, I bet you Goldfinger doesn't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> maybe. So here, everyone will say where they can follow us and give me. I was going to say, like, the title for the next one, like, if it's not from the Book of Saw, you know, or um, give me I another like horror. That. Something from the Book of Saw. Yeah, yeah, give me that, as you see fit. Uh, Miles, you go first. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Miles on Film. That's M-Y-L-E-S on Film. Please check out my short film, American Exorcist, which is currently on YouTube under Aftershock Pictures. Uh, how about we call it Puppet from the Book of Saw? Not bad. I was going to go Pigman, so similar. Oh, that's not bad. <coughs> uh, Kendall. Alright, you can follow me on Instagram at LightMindKendall, or you can follow me on Twitter at KTAwardsRadar. Um, and, I don't know, I, 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 the only thing that's coming in my head is, like, Billy or, like, Gideon. <laughs> I, I like how you just want to make the Billy or Gideon, story. yeah. Yeah, right? <laughs> I always thought they missed a trick by not ever going with Son of Saw. Mm. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, definitely. I choked on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, I'm Casey. You can follow me on Twitter at Casey Tinston. And I am, like, super obnoxious. I just keep thinking about puns for the second spiral title. So I would want, like, I know what you spiraled last summer or, like, too spiral, too furious <laughs> or something. Still spiraling. I don't know. Oh God, um, yes. <laughs> but son of, <coughs> son of Saw, I like that too. But I, I do think Spiral 2 would be, in, in, on a serious note, I would hope it had something to do with like that idea of vengeance. I want to see Chris Rock like on a quest to go find Max Minghella and kill him. Um, <laughs> and then realize that vengeance cool. will not also, bring his dad back. I, I, I think that could be cool. Well, also I'm thinking, I'm like, son of Saw, what if it's like someone who's like deranged and is convinced that he's related to john kramer because we know john kramer lost his son but like what if he had a son with someone else and like the whole climax would be like is he or isn't he that could be interesting maybe gideon survived maybe maybe i uh kept it a secret maybe no (laughs) i mean what what does it matter at this point um i'm gonna lean into the pun that i like which is seesaw i always think about that (laughs) scene from the office when i hear the words seesaw together I really feel like any sentence someone says, you could then say, I really think about that scene in the office where, and then yeah, figure I out mean, a way to make it work. Too. Yeah. All right. You can follow me at Joey Magazine, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Letterboxd, um, still potentially OnlyFans. We're thinking about that. Um, <laughs> awards Radar on all of those things. And uh, you know what? 
if not uh, Seesaw. I, you know what? I like Seesaw, but I do think there should be like the animated Billy show that Kendall should come up with. <gasps> I would love that. Yeah, he's just, you know, riding around on his bike and no one wants to be his friend because every so often, you know, someone in his orbit gets gets dismembered. Why am I picturing him as, like, a kid and, like, setting traps on a playground? Oh, yeah, no, he's definitely <laughs> a little kid. kid. Okay. Little kid, oh, yeah. big Saw bow tie. Because that I enjoy, yeah. <laughs> little kid, big bow tie. Um, big dreams. Yeah, big dreams, big saws. <laughs> what, was, what would his voice be? Hello. I don't know. I'm picturing him, game. like... I'm picturing him like Hello Kitty, like he doesn't talk. <laughs> okay. Either that the or like Jigsaw uh, really mm-hmm. believes in ASL. Yeah. Or it could be uh or it could be like the uh was it the Lolcats, like the I can has trap. Oh. <laughs> it's adorable however you slice it. Alrighty. So cute. This has been uh a spiral down into the world of Saw. Perhaps we were reading from the book of Saw. My uh, my fa- my favorite chapter, John chapter six. Uh, see, what I, see what I did there? Uh, That's also uh, as much religion as I know. So feel free to add more. But in any event, we will be back with more uh, regular shenanigans, and Kendall and Casey will be back for some other stuff when they uh, when they have the time. And uh, like I said, I think we discovered a sisters react for Repo. God, I. I yeah. Yeah, why not? There we go. All right. So, um, we've all been back to the movies, and once you're vaccinated, you can too. So, at that point, we will see you there. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe and to visit awardsradar.com for the best in awards and entertainment content.